is a Kansas memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. John William Gardner was the third of nine children in the large Gardner family. His parents, William and Susan Gardner, moved from Missouri to Jefferson County, Kansas Territory in March 1855 when John was four years old. They were farmers, and we heard some of John's diary entries in our previous podcast about the grasshopper plague that devastated the crops during the spring of 1875. By that time, John was 24, and he was already teaching school while he completed classes in Leavenworth in order to obtain his teaching certificate. In his diary, he writes about the weather, his exams, and how impatient he is to hear from his girlfriend, Maddie. He enjoys musical performances and often sings himself. These excerpts from 1875 give us a first-hand look at what it was like to be a new teacher in a one-room school in a blossoming frontier town. Sunday, July 4th. Stayed at home all day and rested. In the afternoon, we had a fine rain commencing about 4 o'clock, and it rained till dark. Henry Gaham came over in the afternoon and gave glowing accounts of Russell County. Read the Hoosier Schoolmaster through and think it is very good, rather funny. Monday, July 5th. Came down to the city and was raining and kept at it all day nearly. Took dinner with Billy at Central Hotel. Did not go up to school but saw Werrell and I had a talk with him about the school. Took supper at the Golden Gate. Then went down to Billy Bradshaw's room and read some of Brick Pomeroy's writing. At 8 the fireworks began and we went out. Saw the sights. Monday, July 19th. Went to school and got along very well, but did not feel well yet. Went out to the show in the evening and saw the best bareback riding that I ever saw in my life, and saw Miss Molly Brown turn back somersaults on a running horse. She is said to be the only woman that can. Tuesday, August 10th. To school as usual. I went and did not feel very well yet. Today is the first day of the state examination, and they say it is not very hard. There are 18 trying for certificates, some for five years and some for three, and none for diplomas. Wednesday, August 11th. Weather fair and dry, streets are getting dusty, and farmers say they need rain. This is the second day of examination. I went up with Billy and saw their grades in reading. The highest was 96, the lowest 84. Went over and sent out the certificates of the county and word to the defeated candidates. Tuesday, August 24th. Very windy, dusty and warm and disagreeable in any place you can get into. Got a letter from my girl today, and she thinks some of going out west and asks my opinion about it. I'm too busy to answer just now. Wednesday, August 25th. School was out today, and I turned in my books and got my money and felt satisfied about my school. I'm not going home till after the examination, which will be Saturday. And if things turn out all right, I shall go out and look for a school and don't think it will be any trouble for me. The novel that Gardner enjoyed, The Hoosier Schoolmaster, was published first as a magazine serial in 1871 and was very popular. Arthur Edward Eggleston wrote this satirical passage about the obsession of the backwoods schools with teaching spelling. It often happens that the pupil does not know the meaning of a single word in the lesson. This is of no consequence. What do you want to know the meaning of the word for? Words were made to be spelled, and men were probably created that they might spell them. 
Hence, the necessity for sending a pupil through the spelling book five times before you allow him to begin to read, or indeed to do anything else. John Gardner must have found similarities between his situation and that of Eggleston's first-year teacher, Ralph Hartsook, and his fictional Indiana school. By September, Gardner had accepted a position to teach in a six-month school at Winchester in Jefferson County, where his family farmed. Friday, August 27th. Fine weather, though rather warm. Studied all day and got along very well. In the evening, went down to Billy's room, and he gave me some instruction in algebra. Went home and went to bed, but not to sleep. Saturday, August 28th. Rained all day and was very warm. Examination day, and I sweat like a good fellow, and to work hard. Not many teachers there on account of the rain. Some were from a distance. Then Emmon and Billy were the board, and only had six questions in each bunch, and they were hard. Sunday, August 29th. Did not feel like going to church, and it's the first time that I have missed since I came down to town. Billy looked over part of the papers, and I was just average on what he looked over. Went up to the concert at the Baptist Church, and it was very warm. Monday, August 30th. Went over with Billy and helped him fix up the list. In the evening, went up to see Miss Daly and get the grades from her of the papers that she had to canvas, and my grade was very low, especially in arithmetic. Think she was unfair in her grading. Tuesday, August 31st. Went over to the office and waited for Van Emmon until I was tired and took a stroll down to the river workshops, etc. Came back, and he had not come back yet. After dinner, we went back, and he came in, and we fixed it up, and I stood second. Wednesday, September 1st. Wednesday morning, got a horse and started out to get a school, and it was very warm. Went to Harlow's and found they were going to have a six-month school. Went and saw Richardson and concluded to take the school, and got back to town about 7 o'clock, and I was rather tired. As he begins his new teaching position, Gardner repeatedly mentions his concern about the inclusion of African-American children in his classes. Even though Kansas was anti-slavery during the Civil War, its inhabitants didn't necessarily support integrated schools. Gardner uses the term darkies for the children, which would not be acceptable today. Friday, September 10th. Rather cool. Went up to town and got a letter from my girl, and she had got home and wanted me to come out and see me before I went away, if I could. And of course I was glad to go and see her, for it has been three months since I saw her. And I went, and we had a good time. Came home about 12. Sunday, September 12th. Fine day, and as I had nothing else to do, I went down to Sunday school and saw some of the folks of this vicinity. But there were not many out, so did not see many. Came home and did nothing all day but read a little, and think how I should get along in school tomorrow with black and whites. Monday, September 13th. Weather warm, and went down to the schoolhouse, and there was no broom there yet, so I went over to Mr. Richardson's and got a broom there. Came back and swept the floor, and it was very dirty, and it made me sweat. Only fifteen scholars, and no darkies either. Got along very well. Wednesday, September 15th. Wednesday was not so warm as the two days previous. Got along very well in school. Came home after school and studied some method to get things to running in school and think I shall get things running by the last of the week. Another new scholar today. 
Monday, September 20th. Cool weather, and we had some frost last night. Went down to school and saw Mr. Bryling fixing the seats down. Had some darkies for the first time. Nothing worth writing, only it is cold and seems as though it will soon be winter. Tuesday, September 21st. Very cool and had to build a fire in the schoolhouse for the first time. It felt real good. Got along very well and the carpenter got everything finished except the blackboard. And things begin to look rather comfortable and think I shall have a good school. Sunday, October 3rd. Very windy and warm and remained at home all day and read Leslie's paper and wrote two letters, one to Sis and one to Uncle Joe. Have taught three weeks and think I am getting along very well. Saw Werrell in town and had a talk with him over the darky question. Wednesday, November 17th. Not so cold, though it was none of the warmest. Had a good many darkies in today. Wrote a letter to my girl and told her of the lecture and sent a letter to her father and mother on confidential business. Sunday, November 21st. Weather quite cold and looks as though it might be winter. Remained at home all day and read Harper's and wrote three letters. Have nothing more to write about. Our subject for debate next Friday night is resolved that hedge fence is more beneficial than rail fence. Wednesday, November 24th. Played ball and got well warmed up. Took a scuffle with the boys and strained my breast and went in the schoolhouse and cooled off too quickly and when I came home felt very sore and tired and after supper more so and went to bed and got worse. Thursday, November 25th. Thanksgiving and in the morning when I got up I felt bad and found that I had been spitting blood during the night. Remained at home all day and was in bed more of the time and was pretty sick. Got some pills in the evening and took three and then I was sick. Sunday, November 28th. Felt some better and read the papers and did not go any place in the forenoon. In the afternoon it turned colder and I did not go away as expected. Wrote two letters, one to Bud and the other to my girl and think it is about time that I was hearing from her and the folks too. Although Hoosier Schoolmaster was a very sentimental view of a rural school, Ralph Hartsook still used the threat of a whipping to control his older boys. John Gardner also didn't hesitate to use corporal punishment to maintain discipline. While Gardner was teaching prior to studying for his exams in Leavenworth, he noted in his diary of April 15th that he had concluded that I was not strict enough and must come down on them and use the rod a little and give them to understand that I am boss. Again on April 16th, he reported he had to thrash some white students. So when he perceives he's losing control of some of his black students at this school, he again resorts to the switch. Monday, December 6th. The ground was covered with sleet and looks like winter. Went down and made a fire and the scholars were very lazy coming in. Sent my letters in by Dempy and came near having to whip one of the darkies and had some switches brought in. Tuesday, December 7th. Nothing of importance to write about. The weather is still cold. George Larimer came down and visited the school and gave me an invitation to the party. He thought the literary was splendid and is going to bring some young ladies next week. Wednesday, December 15th. Fine weather. and did not have to keep a fire all day in the schoolhouse. Went up and stayed all night at Cogswell and had quite a social time read the president's message, and think it very good 
for Grant. Thursday, December 16th. Clouded up in the night, but was nearly clear in the morning, and it had gotten somewhat colder, and the wind rose and blew rather hard during the middle of the day. Whipped three of the darkies. Friday, December 17th. The coldest day of the winter, and if there had been snow on the ground, it would have been quite cold. Our literary was very good, and we had a very good crowd out, though there was not many speeches. Rather cold this evening. John's girl, Maddie, was Martha Jane Rogers. Apparently, his letter to her parents was a success, because she and John Gardner were married on December 29, 1875. John's father, William, died in Winchester in 1879, and his mother and youngest sisters moved to Valley Falls to live with the next oldest brother, James. By May 1900, John and Martha had settled at 1141 Garfield Street in Topeka and had had nine kids, although only five were still living. John's occupation in 1900 is listed not as schoolteacher, but as house painter. Eggleston's Hoosier Schoolmaster remained popular and was republished for years. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.